johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Close the window. We are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio, the John and Mike show, the Eric and Mike show, the John and the single John, single Eric and married Mike show. Yeah, I like that. The married Mike show. Married Mike. You know, there was marvelous Mike and um, um, uh, miraculous Mike, and now we have married Mike. Mike, we're like two weeks into this endeavor. How we do? And we won't talk about it every week. We're just having a little new, what newlywed fun. How are we doing? Uh, how, how's the last two weeks been? I wouldn't say. I mean, just like they say, I got nothing. a great joke. I got a great joke. My son, my my, I was in Williamsburg, Virginia this weekend at Bush Gardens. Drove down three and a half hours. Met my mm-hmm. brother halfway. Lives in Atlanta. He drove up. He's married. I'm not. He he says to my 18 year old. Why do men die? Be- why do married men die before their wives? And he looks why at my son, and my son goes, "Not because they want to, because <laughs> they want to." Yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, <laughs> a a unique uh, relationship that you build with your significant other outside of your friends. Because with your friends, you could you know separate. You get annoyed, and you could you know you're not in their face 24 seven, but having a live in permanent roommate, um, you know, there's a lot of compromise that goes along with that. Um, you know, I was not married for the first 40 years of my life. Um, obviously the last 20 as an adult, when I've lived on my own, have lived on my own and my way has gotten me, I would say pretty far in life. And now to, have this compromise, which it's not even about being married. This is, this has happened previous to being married, but now I have to really, um, appreciate and understand and be more reasonable because otherwise you start these, these pity, you know, this, these small fights that blow up and they become these large, bigger than life issues. And, you know, it is what it is, but I'm enjoying it. Well, well, I'm I'm interested. Like, give me a give me a a, a a small one for the air. We're having a little fun here. We'll have plenty of time to talk about sports. You know, I my I'm in the opposite of you. Um, 
I've been single for 10 years. I have an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old, so I've been a single dad sharing custody for 10 years, you know, doing, as you know, uh, doing my, doing what I do. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm, I, I haven't heard any stories for a decade. So, uh, and I have no complaints personally. We, as you all are aware here in the office, I like my single them, but, uh, give me an example of compromises that could blow up into a big thing. Well, it, it's, uh, it's not really a big issue quite yet, but, you know, I have a very strong, um, circle of friends that, we like to do things. I mean, that's my biggest outlet is. Oh yeah. You definitely do more than hanging out and, sure. and doing stuff and, and being active. I hate just sitting around. And for the time being, um, she's actually going to be in graduate school, um, in August, but for the time being, she's still working. Um, she's a bartender at nighttime. So our schedules are a little offset where in the morning before she wakes up, and for all the golf. listeners, because she wants to, not because she has to. Go ahead. Right. And uh, so I wake up in the morning. Um, I go play golf. I come to work. I get off of work. Um, I'm at home. Well, she's at work. By the time she gets home, I'm already tired and I'm going to sleep because I was playing golf in the morning. So she's always like, we're on different wavelengths and you need to have more time for me. And listen, and I am not a uh, naive person. I, we decided that, you know, for me, at least my communication could definitely uh, have a lot of work. Um, so we started a little group therapy, couples counseling, just it. for the communication side. We need it um, for the gamblers. Go ahead. I love it. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's definitely worked. I see her side of it. I, I understand that you're dealing with a different species when you're talking to women and it's not how our minds think where it's logic it's much different and you have to give them different type of support so you know it's a work in progress um we're in a really good place right now we're going on our honeymoon at the end of july our honeymoon is over right before the the hall of fame game obviously i told her i am not going on a honeymoon in the fall we have to go in the summertime because I'm going to be too intertwined in my business to worry about sitting on a beach and being present for seven days versus and going on excursions when I got NFL Sunday to worry about. So, you know, she understands the business. She understands what priorities that I have. And, you know, it's a, it's a give and take approach. So we're not going to spend too much time on it. I know the listeners want to hear about. I love it. Um, I love strategy. So much fun. With strategies well, that we're adding on to the football, which we'll get into in a minute, um, for what literally is we're a month away. We're a month away from the Hall of Fame game, um, about thir- sorry, 35 days away from the Hall of Fame game. So before you blink, it's going to be August 26th, where it's the first kickoff college football. And then, man, right before, within a week from that, you're going to start seeing uh, – NFL Sunday. I can't even believe I'm saying it because it's been so long. You always forget how stacked the weekends are and how much more excitement there is than there is right now. I mean, uh, with baseball, it's a grind. It's not exciting. Every day is Groundhog's Day. In football, I mean, we're weekend-oriented. We're stacked for Saturday and Sunday with a huge lineup, both college and pro. So I'm excited. It's it's definitely uh, 
summer is good to decompress and, and really get in gear before we really turn it on for football. Don't you like when you run, we run ads for help to help us on the, and the, we run ads, you know, help wanted ads every August and you get all these people that are looking for jobs and, and they say, well, the only days I, I want off are Saturday and Sunday. It's like, sorry guys, it's the reverse. Your weekends are Tuesday and Wednesday in football, Saturday and Sunday. You will be here at the office if you're one of the, you know, and I, it amazes me for decades in this business how you'd go out, you'd see bartenders, to your point, waitresses, everywhere on the weekend working. and But then you get this subset of people that just like don't want to work on Saturday and Sunday like it's sacrilegious. And it's like, you know, it, it, it's very hard. If you anybody listening has a passion for this business of sports wagering and would love to be in this business, this is a... 100% seven day a week grind. It, and if you're going to take off, it's your weekends are Tuesday and Wednesday. They're never going to be Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Let's talk about some numbers. I was on the phone with our good friend Cal from Kansas City prior to this, to this radio show. He, he is the stat man. Here's how the dogs, let me give you the favorite breakdown for the season. MLB favorites are six. 191 and 498 winning percentage, 58.12%. You have risked almost $2 million right now. If you have risked to win $100,000 on each game, you have risked $1,900,310. I mean, $310 with a net profit of minus 73000 420 return on favorites this season minus 3.8%. Last week, if you bet every favorite, check this out Mike, you had a winning record last week. You were 51 and 36 last week. You lost $7,460. You were 51 and 36 last week. You lost $7,460. Underdogs last week actually had a losing week. They were 36 and 51. And if you didn't spot play your dogs like we did, we had a great week last week, um, you lost $2,000. While if you were a member of our underdog system last week, you were plus 7.3 units, $7,300 spot playing our dogs. And then why not, before you get into football, why don't you talk about the addition of favorites to our model? We've given it away absolutely free. Um, and tell everybody how that came about, how we went from being purely underdog and how you started. Why, I, I'll let you take over on that. And well, so last we week had... we made 11 point. Well, last week, if you're listening and you're a dime player from Monday to Sunday, we have three Telegram channels now. We have a dog channel, a totals channel, and a favorite channel. And we made 11.2 units. Dime players made $11,240 last week following every play off our Telegram channel. But this favorite channel is brand new, so let's get into that. Well, I mean, it's something that we've been working on for quite a while. I mean, obviously, that we... 
We have a lot of uh, automated accounts um, that clients could actually, you know, if they have uh, local books, they can get automation to their accounts where they're just finding market edges. Well, you know, we have access to over 100 accounts at this point. So we developed the software that could track the consensus between all of them. And it, and it wasn't a lot of the consensus was not just dogs. A lot of it was favorites. And, you know, as much as I was opposed to it, I tracked it for over a month. And I know that to some of the sharps, that's not enough of a sample size. But that's why for this specific season, there is no charge at all to it. I know it's profitable. I, I think from doing my homework, for over a month and studying it, I think there's a lot of progress and success with playing these favorites. It's, it doesn't ever coincide with our other models, so it's never going to really um, conflict. It's just throwing you mean it in more value. It doesn't go against, doesn't right, go exactly. against other models. Right. And by doing so, we release it to every client that's already been a, a full subscriber to our products um, for free. I mean, it's not something that it's not not enough of a sample size to, to then put it into the rotation until next year. But for this season, we just allowed every client access to it and literally it's producing. So I'm very happy about it. I, a lot of work went into it to get it to, uh, to get it to actually working and, and generating every day. And from, you know, the response I've gotten from all the clients, everybody's been pretty satisfied. Again, we only released it to clients a week ago. So, um, but for anybody that's, that's new, um, when you do buy the, the full telegram package, you don't get segmented to individual ones. You would get all three. So you would get the overs, you would get the underdogs and you would get the favorites. So between all three, it's definitely cashing week after week. Obviously some weeks, are much slower than others, but that's what volatility in sports is. You're not going to win every week. This isn't a bulletproof crypto two years in a row where constantly it's going up and then it crashes. It's, it's completely different. You're talking about lower volatility trading where you're not taking big hits and the, you know, the losses are very, very small. So as, as long as you're understanding that this is something that you could treat like a business, like for example, if you were to call me today, you couldn't even buy baseball because it's too short of a sample size. We only have half a season left. There's no point of me locking you in for a three-month sample. Most clients, when they're in baseball, they're in it for the entire year, for the entire season, I mean. Well, now, if you were to purchase a product from us directly, you would have to prepay for football, which we'll get into in a minute about the strategies that you're going to receive, and you would get the rest of baseball included because at the end of the day, the larger the sample size, the higher probability I have of clients of being successful. The smaller the sample size, then it just becomes a little bit more unpredictable where whenever, if I would have had clients that just joined for a couple of weeks, I can't predict the, the win loss for two week sample size. I could predict somebody year after year when I've done seven, eight years of data that's been monitored yeah, that's much easier to to give somebody a really a uh, a, a goal oriented program where I know the success rate is very high. So for for guys that are just short term, give me a parlay today, see if I win, I'll pay you tomorrow. This isn't for you. Uh, there's about 
10 million guys on the internet that would be grateful to give you a five-teamer that can't lose tonight. That's just not our model. That will never be our model. We're in this as sports traders. We're not gamblers. We don't bet parlays. It's, you know, and people out there still think that parlaying is the way to success. But every time I talk to those people, they go, oh, man, I hit six out of seven. I hit five out of seven. And it's like it, it makes me cringe because at the end of the day, had that guy, that client, that every game individually, he's still cashing. But instead, he wants to throw it an individual bet that has a huge return versus betting every game individually and then betting a small portion of 10% of his standard wager size on the parlay each and every day if he wants that long shot. Because he'll realize he doesn't hit a lot of them. And when he does hit, he's still getting a good return. And on the days he doesn't hit, if he's still in the green for individual games, he's still cashing every day. So, you know. People want that get-rich-quick program. There's nothing out there that's going to produce that. The only thing you could do is trade it like stocks, get in at the best price, get in, get out after the trade is over because you have the best price. And that's not really as relevant in baseball. Um, for us, we do this ourselves. You know, My overs model is statistically driven. The underdog model is statistically driven. Um, and then the, the favorite model is, again, positive EV statistically driven um, for how we generate the games. Come football, completely different animal, completely different type of approach where we're trying to get the best price. And that's all we look for. And, you know, I'm going to segue into that, um, John. So with football, Obviously, we've done this for a couple of years. We've been very successful with it. Um, to understand how you're going to approach football, the number one catalyst to why the program has a huge success rate is getting access to overnight lines. And many people have asked me, what does that mean? What is an overnight line? How do you know to bet it on Tuesday and not Wednesday? Well, that's why my Sharps have a mentorship course where we teach you how to read screens, and that could be odds jam screens, that could be Don Best screens. There's a few platforms out there. Our guys use Don Best. Um, for football especially, you're going to get accurate readings of how the islands are operating. When I say the islands, it's the books that operate out of the islands. Um, there's European markets, and then there's the U.S. markets. So between the three, you could see the going rate. Now, if it was just that easy, people, anybody could do it. Unfortunately, you have to know, is it a sharp moving the line or is it the public moving the line? Is the book backing winners out or is it just sharp money and they don't back winners out? So you could see how the market moves in real time and you're just playing an edge. So you're trying to get the best optimal price at the right time and knowing that when the game goes to post, which is when the game, the kickoff of the game is, you're ha you're going to have a price that's better than the going rate. So, if the Ravens are playing the Steelers, which traditionally the line is always three home or away, well, if you're getting a midweek price at minus two, minus one ten, or you're getting minus two and a half, well, 
you have an advantage if you think the line is going to move against you later in the week. And if the line goes to three, three and a half, that is a huge difference because in football, the key number of three is tremendous. I mean, if you were to buy it, let's say a client joins Sunday morning and he sees that there's a wager on Telegram that's being released on Tuesday at laying two, two and a half, well, buying to three, if the line's at three and you're buying at the two and a half, is going to cost you too much. It's going to cost you 35 cents to get off the key number. So if you have, you can't play that game, it's a complete pass for the client. So if it was just giving you games and you bet them however you want and you're managing risk however you want, and when I'm saying you, the client, um, you would all fail. And the only reason I say that is because the key to this whole game is understanding which games to bet and which games to pass based on our strategic model. And if you don't know how to do that, it could cost yourself a lot of money by buying to the number and not getting the best price. Because what happens is you throw in a sample size of two, 3,000 games between September and February, and those 20 cents, those 30 cents add up. And when you're, you add that up over a course of a whole season, that could be a difference even at a hundred to two hundred dollar unit structure. That could be a five or ten grand swing. So when you have that emphasis on price and getting the best price and not buying to the number and knowing when to pass, this is where our coaching. Is so going tell me to- about buying to the number. So. What that actually means for the newbie listeners, because I know we just expect uh, to everybody to understand that terminology. Give me an example. Obviously, I'm being facetious. I know the well, answer. So let's but say, t- let's say, hypothetically, it's Sunday morning. You become a client. The line is three. For the we'll just use the the reference of the Ravens Steelers game. Well, we have it on the board on a Tuesday bet at two and a half. If you buy off the number. From three to two and a half, it's going to cost you thirty-five cents. A thousand dollar better would have to raise, would have to bet thirteen hundred and fifty dollars for him to get two and a half. Whereas, if you bet it on Tuesday, two and a half is ten cents. It could be even minus one hundred five if you get reduced juice. I mean that that stuff happens. This is where we're finding. The, the market inefficiencies consistently. That's part of understanding how to read screens and market conditions for us. So all you're doing is you're mimicking what we're putting out. Um, traditionally, my sharp gives me a 30-minute window where he gives me the pricing that he gets off of the screen before he even bets it because he knows what the amount of money that he bets he's going to move the line. So and he has way mo- many more outs. When I say outs, he has 20 different books that he's using. So he's always going to have an option. Most bettors and clients that we have maybe have three books, maybe four at most. Traditionally, people have one, maybe two. So he gives you an advantage by giving you the actual spread to bet 30 minutes before he actually bets it and moves the line himself. So going back to your question, how do you do it? Well, you don't do it. You don't buy from three to two and a half because it's going to cost you too much. And 
the unique part about this is I always have clients that I tell to pass and the game wins by you know, 10, 15 points. It never matters. They go, oh, I missed it. Well, yeah, maybe on that specific instance, you missed it. But if you do that consistently over time, it's going to cost you more money because, again, these sharps are hitting at a 556, 57% win rate over thousands of wagers, which is a very profitable return. But for guys that are new to the business and don't understand what we're trying to do, they think they're missing out on something because the game won anyway. So traditionally, if you get away from thinking like a gambler that you're you have FOMO for missing the game and become a trader and knowing that the price is wrong and you're just not buying that stock. That's where we have some of the most successful clients that have been with us for year after year after year where they're, they're robots. They know the game. They know the system. They know how to operate and, and how to actually follow our lead. Because at the end of the day, most people don't know how to read a screen. They don't know why the going rate at Circa is more important than the going rate at DraftKings. They don't know the difference. And that's where our expertise and our knowledge and our connections play such a huge dividend to help clients make large profits at all these different books. As, as, many, as many states that have gone legal, there's more and more books that are giving out these bonuses and sign-up bonuses. And I always tell people, if you're going to treat it like a business, take the bonus. You're going to have the rollover. You're not pulling the money out to pay your rent every month. This is not what this is for. This is basically a, a really good passive income where you could still own your business, still be in your career, and not have to worry much about learning how to do this as much as just profiting if you follow our lead and, and understand the business model. So, you know, with that being said, you know, most clients misinterpret what we do because they think that we know the outcome of every game. We're not handicappers. We're not fortune tellers. We just know when the price is wrong. And as you've seen over the years from a lot of the sharps that we deal with, those guys don't lose. Those guys are cashing every year. They're losing accounts every year. And these books are terrified of them. And that's mainly why we do what we do. Because at the end of the day, the hardest part for us in this day and age is getting our money down and being able to be in wagered. I mean, how many accounts do you have where your max wager is now 50 bucks? It's like you're done for life. So the only way we could get our information out there and still use our craft to make a profit is through our clients and our clients get to follow our lead. We do the work and predominantly, you know, I'm limited at so many books. I can't even get down nearly what I want. So the only way for me to supplement my knowledge is to teach clients how to do it themselves. And I mean, I still maintain the people that are going to be mentored, pay for mentorship, a very small percentage. Well, not even the mentorship that that's to read the screens yourself. I'm just talking about coaching people through our telegram platform where we do the work for them. They just have to actually bet the games themselves. The, yeah. The mentorship side where you're actually being taught 
how to actually read screens yourself, and basically you become your own sharp, that yeah, I would even say less than 1% because... I mean, I'm not, not even in that 1%. I have job. zero desire to do that. <clears throat> it's a lot of work. It's a huge commitment, um, especially if you have kids. I mean, you're talking about your weekends are now shot. You're not doing a thing on the weekends. You can't watch your son go play football. You can't take your daughter any class. You literally have to sit in front of the screen like most day traders do between 9 and 4 um, when they're monitoring the Monday through Friday stock exchanges. So if you think you have that in you where you could be a professional sports trader and you're going to devote seven days a week and you basically are a night owl because during the day on the weekends, you're completely locked in to monitoring screens and it's profitable. Listen, if somebody wants to really do it and they want to quit their day job and they want to be a professional sports trader, Listen, uh, we've had about nine guys since we opened it up a year ago that have been successful, and I always get feedback from them, and they're very profitable, and they're very happy. But, again, it's a very unique individual that's willing to put in the work, pay for the knowledge through our mentorship course, and then basically do the work themselves. They don't need us for our Telegram channels because they're creating their own um, market edges themselves. So. I always tell people that's why I do a 30-minute consultation when somebody signs up for mentorship, and I'd say more than 99% I turn away because I know they won't be successful. You know, We don't want to take on clients because in their minds, they want to quit everything and make this a full-time profession versus a passive income hobby where, and I call it a hobby because people still watch sports. I, I don't call day trading as much a hobby in stocks because it's much more boring than watching a sporting event that you have action on from a market edge standpoint. So it's a very good hobby that produces very high net returns more so than any other financial outlet that I've ever traded. And I've talked to a lot of different guys. And unless you're running a multi-billion dollar hedge fund, that's the only thing that I see that is more profitable than sports trading. Um, I agree with you. Um, uh, I just had a text from a client, a new client that just joined last week, old client you dealt with, uh, back in 2020 pre pandemic. He was living in Georgia at the time. Now he's in Texas. He's one of these mover and shakers and we're laughing. I'm laughing because he just sent me a text message. He went from one state that is in, is, 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 uh, how should I? And again, I have family in Georgia, but you know, there's certain states that are you know, they just don't appreciate the tax revenue from sports wagering. Uh, uh, it has nothing to do with morals. <laughs> Georgia. And uh, can you imagine moving from Georgia, your sports better to Texas? So you just went from worse to worse. There's just literally, oh. literally, <laughs> li- li- literally worse to worse. Um, so the reality is he asked me, what are my options in Texas to open other accounts? Um you know, and can we chat about this, please? And the answer is we can, but there's really no need. You just Google the top 10 offshore sports books and you just fund them. And, you know, they're all out there. I don't need to name them. Um, you know, at some point, these states will come to a recognition of the tax revenue that they're leaving. But, you know, I started doing this in 1988 when I had to fly to Vegas every weekend and, 
Atlantic City was simply for casino wagering and there was no sports. And, um, you know, it just some places move slower than others. And let's be honest, Mike, uh, Maryland was slow. We were surrounded by West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, uh, uh, Virginia, D.C., had sports betting before Maryland did. So we're this little state in the middle surrounded by all these places. And I would drive to West Virginia, which is 45 minutes from our office, one day to make a bet. And the entire parking lot would have Maryland license plates. And then another week, I would drive to Delaware to spread my action out 45 minutes in the other direction from my office. And all the license plates would be Maryland license plates. And then guess what? I would drive another 45 minutes to Pennsylvania, go to a sports book and make a wager. And guess what? All So finally, Maryland broke down, got it together, and they're just part of the whole uh, scenario. So, you know, it is interesting right now. Um, there's a website I have no affiliation with, Legal Sports Report. I would le- ex- tell everybody to check that site out, Legal, L-E-G-A-L, Sports Report, all one word. You can click on the link of all the states um, that are actually legal, the ones that have legislation that are uh, looking forward to making it legal. And what's also interesting on this website, Mike, is while every person that calls us tells us that they win, each state has legally reports their P&L and their handle and their profit per quarter per month on the actual website. So um, they have a bill tracker. I'm looking at the website right now, legal sports report at the top. Um, And then if you click on bill tracker, this is pretty wild, Mike, you have U.S. Mm -hmm. sports betting revenue. So for instance, you know, and then you click on bill tracker. If I click on Texas where he's located and right now, It says, with the Texas 2023 legislative session underway, mobile sports betting advocates face an uphill climb towards legalization. Professional teams, top politicians, and the majority of citizens are in favor, but a large contingent remains opposed. Jerry Jones, Mark Cuban, and former Governor Rick Perry are among prominent Texans who have spoken out in favor of legal sports betting in the state. According to Legal Sports Reports projections, sports betting revenue in Texas could be, check this out, Mike, 1.5 to 2.5 billion with a B in the first year, depending on the tax rate and how the industry is deployed via mobile and retail. Right now, currently, there is no legal sports betting in Texas after HB 191942 made it through the House during the 2023 legislative session. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said the bill would not receive consideration from the Senate. Patrick's stance effectively ended any hope for legal sports betting in the state in 2023. The session adjourned May 29th. So you didn't even know I'm also a sports reporter now. Mike, are you impressed? I love it. I love it. And you can, and like I said, for anybody that's interested in the state that they live in, that's living in the dark ages, by all means, you know, we unfortunately, uh, you know, and it's interesting because California and Texas are the two biggest states in the country and neither one of them have legal sports wagering as of yet. Um, but what's interesting is you can see the handles. If you click on U.S. sports betting, sports betting revenue, what's very interesting is that we get call upon call upon call, and I always like to show people this site, 
how the sports wagering is broken down. So I just clicked the link at the top of the site on Bill Tracker that says U.S. sports betting revenue. And literally, when you look at where people call that tell us how sharp they are, we get a lot of calls from Ohio. We get a lot of calls from Maryland right here. We get a lot of calls from Louisiana or Louisiana. And uh, we get a lot of calls from uh, Delaware and Washington, D.C. Well, check this out, Mike. The most profitable uh, handle for all the sports betting states is Delaware. They had a handle of 19.8% last quarter. That means they had a hold. Imagine that they had a, every dollar that transacted hands, they made 19 19 they made for excuse me for every hundred dollars that transacted they made nineteen dollars and eighty cents instead of the 110 normal vig you talk about a boom hmm. to an economy a little state like delaware and i tell you a lot of guys call me from there and act like they're sharp ohio as you know the buckeyes and you have all the other teams that are very opinionated um well they are definitely on the square side 15 percent handle in the last quarter 15% handle. And he, what do you think the sharpest states are, meaning the lowest handle of any state where you have a prominence of professional sports bettors? Making, there's only two states that are like in the lows, five to sixes. So see if you can get them without looking, because I can see you through the glass. You're not looking. Um, that means if a, there's a concentration of professional bettors like ourselves in these states, and therefore the revenue is much lower. They need a lot more volume, and they make a lot less money. Colorado. Okay, they're number two. So that's 6.8%, as which is where our book, um, friend Dave lives. And you'll be shocked at number one. Arizona. Nope. There's no, you ready? I'm just going to tell you. Las Vegas, Nevada, okay. Nevada, 5.7%. Really? So, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people ran to Colorado to get the edges, and it's 6.8%. But what it's looking like now is a lot of things have reverted back to the mean, and maybe a lot of sharps have left the, the snowy weather in the football season of Colorado and headed back to the mountains of Summerlin in Las Vegas because from an edge betting point of view, uh, their handle is – so. Their, their hold is the lowest hold of any state in the country. Now, volume-wise, where is the most amount of money legally wagered in the United States as of today? Just give me the top one of all the states. Legally wagered. A publicly traded app that we're all aware of. New Jersey. New, New Jersey. And everybody said when Jersey became legal, it outclipped. Uh, Nevada, Nevada, and for our good friend Brian Blessing used to correct me every time I said Nevada. Um, in Nevada, the handle was 32.5 million last quarter, and in New Jersey, the handle was 38.2 million. So, um, six million more uh, dollars in wagers were made in Jersey, obviously, and then Nevada, and obviously. There's a higher population density from New Jersey and the surrounding areas, and especially people driving over from New York. What's interesting is New York, and this is wild. You would think Manhattan, the Hamptons, and all these rich people that live in New York. New Jersey is 38 million in terms of the sports betting handle, Mike. New York is only 23 million. 
It's it's not that it's not that big. And you know, Maryland is anemic. Two point eight million is nothing. You would think we had all this action over here. So what you notice, like I said, the people that have been doing it the longest, Jersey and and Nevada have the smallest handles. The minute they have a new legalization running for the hills, you see the handles just increase, increase. Like I said, Delaware is surprising to me, almost 20% volume made on that. I don't want to beat that to death, but it just goes to show you that everybody acts like they're a wise guy. Everybody acts, wants to talk about their short-term results. And if they actually go to a place like this site, which I have no affiliation with, and just look at the free information, you will not see one state that isn't making money. Even if it's 5.7%, it's still a percent, uh, still a healthy profit um, for the amount of volume that they're doing. So now let's get back to um, the here and now. Um, and let's talk about, Cal was talking to me about, he was limited on some accounts and explain this to newbies that listen. He had an account where he was placing plays. I'm not going to name the account on the air. And he said, I heard this for years, but I never believed that I thought it was a marketing tactic. Now that I'm experiencing it, it seems to me like the system is rigged against me coming from a losing recreational gambler to basically a professional wise guy. He, he has several accounts and he's been limited in like five of them with losing. So explain to the new listener out there, because there's a lot of newbies, how one gets limited losing and not limited winning. And how when I have people that text me and they're bragging that they can bet 10 or 20 or $30,000 in their legal app, you and I both know that's a tell that they're net negative. Because <laughs> no winner well, can bet 20000 on a game. It's, it's fascinating to me because I didn't believe it back in the day with the Vegas-based apps. They never really say anything about limited. I know they had the sharp clause, which means if you're betting in the casino, in person, you're allowed a one-time in-and-out transaction. You're not allowed to come back and get more on the game if the line becomes more in your favor. So I, I really didn't know um, until one of our, our sharps in Colorado really exposed it, where he basically kept telling us, these books don't play fair. Um, pre-game, not nearly as much as in-game. Your, your pre-game wagers, you'll be able to last a lot longer versus in-game. And the funny thing about the whole thing is, at least to me, is you could still have a losing account and they limit you. Literally, you could be down ten grand, and they limit you to $100 a game because they're strategically setting up all these sports books for recreational bettors only. They don't want sharp money. They don't want people that think they have an edge. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean that if a recreational better is betting 50000 a game, they're not taking his action. They know that guy's going to lose eventually. They'll take it all day. What they don't want is they don't want people getting those overnight lines. Is They don't want guys getting in the best possible price because they know that style of betting is bulletproof, long-term. It won't lose. We're not talking about individual games having you know, the connotation of locks and play of the day. None of that is it's irrelevant in what I'm talking about. It has everything to do with price, and if you're constantly getting the best price, the algorithm is going to catch it, and they're going to reduce your wagers. And without 
legally telling you you can't bet with us because you're not doing anything illegal. But what they could tell you is, all right, yeah, you could bet as long as you want, but your max wager is $50. Well, you're, there's no way you're going to be able to beat us for a lot of money that way because they know sharps bet with volume. And if their volume is $50 a game, they're not going to make more than 20%, which is really high in itself, on their money wager throughout an entire year. Even at the best sharps out there, they'll net 8 to 10% yearly and be very happy. When I say that, that's on millions of dollars of wagers placed over the entire year. Well, it's very hard to do so with $50 a game max. So these books are smart. They don't say this out so when loud I, when, 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 I, when, a client screen, when a client screenshots me, a te- you look, I bet 20 grand on this game, and I won on Cincy last night. Um, they're square. He, they're square. He's, he's, if you look at the P&L report at the end of the year, he, there's, he can't be positive. There's just No, I'm not, I wouldn't even go that far. They can be positive for the year, but long-term, right, they right, won't be. Right, right. Right. You know, it's everybody thinks they have an edge because they watch Sports Center, they played the sport, they do their little homework. Um, we had a guy that um, used to work with us that <laughs> had the same analogy because he mm. thinks that he's a sharp and he's got an edge. And, uh, you know, he hasn't been betting long enough to, to know. I mean, you've been doing this for 35 years. Listen, when you have experiences in any business that you're in, usually a guy with 35 years of experience knows how to navigate to avoid the landmines. You know the recipe, and then you just get the people that want to listen to conform to it, one of them being me. I know the actual succession rate of how to be profitable in this business, and I've conformed to it 100%. And... I get my, you know, my team, my squad behind it because I 100% wholeheartedly believe it. And these guys think that they could bet large amounts of money and they don't get limited. And listen, he got limited from a couple books because he was trying to get the best price, but he's not putting in 8 to 10 hours a day of doing this. And and I listen, I wish everybody that thinks they could be a recreational better success just be aware and, and 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 just I mean be alert that one day things could go really wrong and you can't figure out why you can't get out of a losing streak and you're just betting numbers and then you're emotionally attached to losing and then it becomes more of a chase approach versus sharps don't care about losing streaks sharps don't hedge sharps don't sit there and watch the games. I mean, we, we had a, a video that was on YouTube for many years and there was a guy that went on there and he said, you don't watch the games. I said, absolutely not. Well, how do you know what the outcome, how do you, how do you know these things? Well, because we factor in injuries into the spread. Is it factored in? Is it not factored in? How much is this person worth if he doesn't play? Does home field advantage make that much of a difference? Is three points, is the, the books giving the New England Patriots three points at home because it's a, it's a huge advantage to play at home versus is it not factored in? And, and all this stuff matters. 
especially in football, because you get such pristine injury reports where you can make that justification and roll with it. NBA, much tougher. We talked about it this past year. The Don Best screen portfolio for NBA is not nearly as good as it was years ago, and we're looking into a new platform strategically for NBA and injuries because it's not giving us the updates that we could be getting from social media. And that's why, you know, we've, we've worked out a plan where we're going to start using a lot of the social media because they have the best injury reports to, to filter in updates. So that's the stuff we're working on and we're trying to be next level and we're trying to be, you know, advanced and ahead of the game because we're always trying to be one or two steps ahead of the books because at the end of the day, they're making it harder and harder for us to get money down and clients are now seeing it themselves because prior to that, our, our friend Cal, he didn't have that issue. He never knew it existed. And now, well, and now, no, he heard it because people would say it to him because he went through the whole buying cappers and all that stuff. But, you know, you don't believe it till you actually have it. Like, you know, you're just a recreational dude. You're trying, you're having fun. You send some money over and you make some bets and sorry, you can't, you lose because, you know, you think you get limited when you, it's understandable. Oh, I won too much from the book. Book doesn't, I told him this morning on the phone driving to the office. It's all automated. Like you said, it's all algorithmic. Nobody's actually looking at even his name on the account. They just see this account is sharp. They know it's sharp. And unless you phony up the wages, I also recommend people go to YouTube, watch, uh, just Google Billy Walters 60 Minutes. You know, it's called phoning a game. You know, Billy is infamous for betting one side of a game, moving the line, coming back and grabbing the other side. You know, a lot of people don't know there's a whole art to not getting cut off. And that was in an older time, you know, the computer group, uh, the kosher boys with Mike Levitt here in Baltimore, Maryland, and my partner, Larry Ducart. You know, a lot of this old school stuff was, you know, you would literally have to disperse money on both sides, not to middle, but to trick the books. Now it's just, they're just too sharp. And so now they're employing the same algorithms they use to make lines uh, to, to catch guys that are basically sharp. By the way, Mike, you know how you watch all these YouTube videos and they have those sponsored promotions. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little sponsored promotion for me that has nothing to do with sports. Let's talk about what is today's date. It is the 28th of June. And what are you doing in 30 days from today on July 28th? I am going to be on my honeymoon in the glorious Caribbean island of St. Kitts and Nevis. We are flying in on Friday, July 28th. I will be there all the way to August 4th. I have a tea time at the St. Kitts Royal Golf Course on Monday. Let me rephrase this. The wife asked me to play with her on Monday and Tuesday. I wasn't going to bring it up because I know she's a little sensitive to golf. Where now I'm integrating her into my morning routine where she's allowed to play with the boys. She could actually drive the hell out of the ball. So it's very exciting for anybody that doesn't believe me. Feel free to DM me and message me, and I'll show you how she can hit the ball from the ladies' tees, sometimes farther than me. Again, granted, the ladies' tees are much further up on certain holes, so she's got about a 90-yard yes. advantage. But she could Is drive the, the ball 200 like yards. Is the senior tee? 
So it's above, it's in front of the senior tees. So it goes kids tees, ladies tees, senior tees, white tees, blue tees, tips. Um, I usually play for blue tees. And then there's Eric's tee, my tee, all the way. Right, and there's Eric's tees where you hit a 10 yard. You can go to my Instagram Um, channel. You can watch my, my famous golf. Uh, at the summit. So let's talk about that. On that particular day, you'll be on the plane. I will be in hell. Um, I will be on the bike as that I do every year. I ride 100 miles from Baltimore, Maryland to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware um, for an autism bike ride, biking for autism for charity as a father of an autistic young man. So I'm going to tell everybody on the radio, you, it has nothing to do with sports. If you listen to this archived, if you listen to this later, if you listen to this live, you head over to bike to the beach. I like that. It's my radio show. I don't have to ask for permission, Mike. You go to bike to the beach, all one word, B I K E T O T H E B E A C H bike to the beach.org and then you just donate and then it says fine rider and you put in my name eric e-r-i-c leave out my middle name john last name pathy p-a-t-h-i path with an i on the end of it and you can donate five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars to the cause you know i am a 50 year old man with an 18 year old son who will be in my house when I am 90 and he is 45 and I love every minute of it and I have no qualms about it and there's no sympathy and I love, you know, that's what God gave me and he's a gem, as you know, one hell of a handicapper and line maker. But in view of that, I still like to bust my butt every single July, kill myself, drag myself to the finish line as I am 50 years old now. I started doing this when I was 42, I believe. So for anybody out there that can wants to do a good cause, five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, you'd send a donation in under my name. You can send me a text message. You you can go to my website, johnsyndicate.com or ericpathy.com, send me a text message on the number of the site, tell me you donated, I'll hook you up with some free picks. Fair enough. That's a fair offer, isn't it, Mike? Let this guy struggle for a hundred miles. Hopefully it's 110 degrees. I love to see him suffer, bike to the beach. I love it. I love it. So it's very exciting. Um, I hope you kill it, man. I'll be killing it on the beach, just drinking a virgin. (laughs) Here's what I'm going to do. As I'm having like hallucinations. Because obviously I don't drink, but I'll be be thinking about you. I will be thinking about you. I'll be at, well, as I'm having hallucinations on the bike, you know, mile 80, I'll be thinking of you. Back next week. Sports Insider Radio.com.